Hey, listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that's always willing to eat a big bowl of fuck. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're listening to one of the more, in my opinion, underrated scores that are out there. I am talking about Night of the Demons by Dennis Michael Tenney. But before we get into that little listening experience, let me remind you, we're part of the ever-expanding Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our past episodes over at BoomHowdy.com. Or if you're like me and you'd like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your lipstick hole. I was hoping you would go that way. I didn't know. I didn't know. There was a lot of ways you could go with that one. I was debating whether or not to throw that in there, but I figured if I didn't cover it, I know you would. because I'll pick up the slack. We are first and foremost a classy horror podcast. Nothing but the finest here. Or at least I'd like to think we are on that one. No, in fact, um, it's it's appropriate that we're talking about this particular film, this yes. particular score. Um, it's one of those moments that you run into people at certain points in your life, and sometimes you look back and you go, oh, that, that was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that listen to this podcast, um, especially in just in terms of interactions with people, they're like, man, how long have you known Genius? Sounds like you guys have known each other forever. And that's not the case. Right, like about two years. About two years. Yeah. Um, but we instantly had this bond. <laughs> and the bond obviously was over a lot of things, was movies, but it was specifically in the horror element. Yes. And back, uh, if you ever listened to our sister podcast, Nerds of Nostalgia, you know before the, well, it was Nerds of Nostalgia, it was the Dedrick Movie Night podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was a podcast that was derived from ice cream movies here at my house. And so it was an extension of that. But you were uh, a guest host. Back on the Dedrick Movie Night podcast. When I was doing the horror club stuff. I'm yes. still, and I still am. So. I still are, yeah. absolutely. And so do you remember what we talked about on that one? Lovely Linnea. Yes, we <laughs> Lovely, luscious Linnea. We, this is how pervy it gets, but we bonded over <laughs> right. our perved love of <laughs> right. horror icon Linnea Quigley. You know that part in Night of the Demons when they just introduce her? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I know exactly which one you're talking about. And again, we had that little stepbrothers moment where it's, did we <laughs> do, become those best friends? Do, do, do we just become creeps of nostalgia? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so our the episode you guest hosted on, we, we talked about the Kansas City Horror Club and the fundraiser, but then mm-hmm. we talked about our the Linnea Quigley films, right. uh, Return of the Living Dead and Night of the Demons. Now, obviously, on Nightmare Junkhead, we've devoted already three episodes to Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah. We've done a commentary track for it. Uh, we've done a What's the Score segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a fan reaction to our 35mm screening of it for the horror show series. Which was glorious. Oh, as oh, are you kidding? Oh, it was amazing. That's an amazing share experience definitely check that episode out um but the other thing that we really haven't focused on in terms of linnea quigley on nightmare junkhead is night Night of the demons Demons. that's the that's the one that things got awkward for me that's and you have a great first time experience on this film uh what we're going to do though is we have a score on the show called what's the score on the show we have a segment on the show we got a hot score on the show it's gonna be great that's our sister podcast like uh, bets of nostalgia i think (laughs) 
you know, what's the score, gang? <laughs> no, we have a, a segment here on the show called What's the Score, where we take a listen to a score or a soundtrack on record mm-hmm. of one of our favorite films. And we've done it. We've actually done one on Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah. Big surprise there. Um, we're actually going to have some future episodes where we go into Phantasm, which is another one. Boy. But this is a great excuse, number one, not only to talk about Night of the Demons, because mm-hmm. it's one of my all-time favorite. It's definitely a cult film oh, yeah. in the horror world. But it's such a significant movie, too. Very much yeah. so, just especially in terms of who worked on it um, mm-hmm. and what they meant to the horror community. But I think one of the more underrated factors of the film is the score itself. And that's one of the things I always loved yeah. when I initially saw this film, especially the intro of this film. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best place to start. So with What's the Score, we take a listen to the soundtrack or the score on record here in the in the Nerd Cave. In in your own private collection. And this, yeah, so we're not ripping this off no, of um, you YouTube got, or anything. Nope, you got it right here in this front of you. This is our own, listening it's experience. It's all glory, man. And so I'm gonna, we're going to listen to three pieces on this uh, release. And I'd like to mention that the release was put out like by Lunaris Records. And it's a beautiful that's a dope name lunaris mm-hmm. i know when it's appropriate because they've been putting out some old oh, horror scores look at that artwork man. oh no it's fantastic and that's the beauty of all of these re-releases that we're seeing this resurgence in horror scores mm-hmm. is number one not only being able to have access to these this these compositions on vinyl but to have now the the artwork that mm-hmm. goes along with it it becomes that's, something that's a showpiece. That's dope, man. It is. It is. It's got the um, apple right in the middle, man. It's, oh. And that's a lovely, a lovely little detail <laughs> on the film. <laughs> yeah, that opens it and kind of bookends it is center point uh-huh. in this particular piece. No, it's a fantastic release. You've got Angela. You've got Luscious and Linnea. Stooge. You've got Stooge. On, everyone is represented. Linnea, does Linnea have lipstick? She's, she, yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. And that's why that's actually yeah. why I have a lot of these displayed, um, because they're technically pieces of art. They are, and they look cool, too. Oh, and they sound great as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's the point of this, is to kind <laughs> Four of... Four-man function. Exactly, yes. <laughs> we, we are basically almost a 5D show here <laughs> in many ways. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to listen to three tracks off the film, and when we're listening to them, for the most part, we don't talk about them. We kind of enjoy them for the most part we might throw in a little memory or two but we're going to listen to the intro theme uh this is us uh, on excuse me side a part one and after this definitely i want to make sure we get your reaction to your your first time watching this film because it's pretty fantastic <laughs>
It's so varied. The rising and the fall. Ugh. can't say it's perfection but good lord do i love that main theme dude that song is dope (laughs) (laughs) and what i love more than anything about it especially Hmm. on the most part is that it's basically it's very much a synth score Mm -hmm. and that goes credit to dennis michael tenney and if you've listened to the podcast you know we have kind of a weakness towards you know the synth scores especially the kind of the modern ones that you see now that are paying homage to films like this like this and the other thing that goes great with that main theme is when you watch the film the amazing animated title sequence mm -hmm. is incredible yeah it is one of the things that really i think separates this film from other films um again this is a cult classic this is a film that tanked upon release yeah but found an audience in the home video market. And we're all the better for him. Oh, my God. But this animated title sequence... The- it's cool, because it's like... It's it's not like cartoons, but it's like... like construction paper, paper cutouts yes. like the kind that you know like they're like Halloween decorations you would make in elementary school, but demonic. Just like craziness and like has, tim burton like yes it does have a tim right, burton style like to tim it. burton like tim burton's elementary school project yeah well it's because yeah, it's kind of menacing but it's, right. it's kind of mirthful as mm-hmm. well yeah and it sets a really cool tone for the rest of the film because it's playing over this amazingly just menacing synth score but funky like yes. there was i was just like not in my boon i mean this was a good driving imagine you're driving this is great driving music though but like all of a sudden the cars like you'd look over and they're like the little cardboard cutout type a little ghost, like like a fucking skeleton horse, and like another one's like a demon, like you, right you realize you're in the night of the demons diorama <laughs> somehow. Right. Oh, that would be horrible oh, and frightening and wonderful and wonderful and wonderful. Well, yeah, no, it's a uh, Kathy Zelinsky is the one that she put together the animated sequence, and she's actually gone on to huge things. Um, I mean, like legit, like Oscar contending oh. films. Yeah, like legit films, if you will. Mm-hmm. Not that Night of the Demons isn't legit, right? Right, straight but like, legit, but right, <laughs> Oscar inter- something legit, we wouldn't yeah. necessarily. Talk talk about on Nightmare Junkhead. <laughs> we focus our, our time on the classic films, including mm-hmm. Night of the Demons. Right. But that no, that, that in anim- entire animated sequence, I think, sets the tone nicely for the film, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of menace, equal parts menacing. And but fun. Fun and campy. Fun, right. And terrifying at the same time, too, because there's some scary parts in there. And awkward things as well so we were talking a little bit about everyone's you know everyone has that moment they remember for the first time they see a film there's Mm -hmm. usually something that stands out for them uh i remember seeing halloween the first time because i walked in on the point where michael myers 
yeah. lifts up from the floor. Horrible, right? So you have an interesting experience when it comes to your first viewing of Night of the Demons. Can you get on the, the therapist's couch and tell us? <laughs> well, I turned it on and had I'd never seen it before. It was on TV and it had a, a, the part where something scary just happened. But then Linnea Quigley is in the bathroom and I'm like, okay, well, this looks scary and looks pretty cool. All right, awesome. She starts like undressing and exposing her breasts and she pulls out her lipstick and I'm like, oh, I wonder where this is going because I'm, I'm like, 13. So this is a very young genius. I am like 13. Well, we're, we're, this is, we're, 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 what's You're this? seeing a commodity right, right now. Right? <laughs> and so I'm like, ooh, ooh. And then she does this thing where she starts drawing on her nipple with the uh, lipstick. And it's like, okay, all right. I, well, let's see. I, let's find out. And now next, <laughs> flash forward 25 years later, and I'm like collecting Harley Quinn pictures. But now, like back then. <laughs> Not saying there's causation between <laughs> right, the two. Right. But she starts like putting the lipstick all over her mouth and all over her boob. And then the next thing you know, right when I'm like, I can get into this, the next thing you know, she shoves this tube of lipstick into her boob. And that just blew my mind. I'm like, is that what's supposed to happen? What's going on? Where is this? What, uh, All those boner jams we've been watching right? have basically lied to us. Right? I didn't know they did that shit. <laughs> is it worth the risk? Maybe, but... <laughs> Swiss army boob. Right. Just, so that being said... See, that's when you when you see those ladies who like pull out like fucking like the wads of money from their, from their pocket when they're at the store. They're pulling out their phone. It's not from the bra. It's actually from... From the their boob. nipple. From the whoop. I got my lipstick here somewhere. Turns out there's I bet you do, but you can keep it. I'm okay. That's actually the best place for a TARDIS to hide. It's technically inside a boob. It's bigger on the inside. Absolutely. So did that taint any hmm. kind of um sexual experiences you may have? Yes it did. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know who you are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so mm. I suppose if you could actually maybe talk to Kevin Tenney, who is actually the brother of Dennis Michael Tenney, mm-hmm. who directed this film, would you would you have anything like why like of all the things? <laughs> Please explain. Please explain, because I need a little bit of help. You well, know? and honestly, that's the beauty of this film is um, of all the things that we love about it. It also comes down to the fact that there are hardcore practical effects in this yes, film. This is a good, a very good effect. And this movie. is yeah, Steve Johnson did the the practical effects on this film, and it's um, uh, not remarkably enough that he actually <laughs> got married to Linnea Quigley after <laughs> yeah, they met you, on the set. I ain't which, even mad. Exactly. I ain't even mad because when you opened the shot with her, like, hey, I'm Linnea. Hello, boys. So you like, go, th- yes. Hello, hello. Her intro is one in a million. Mm-hmm. It is one. Of, it's iconic <laughs> in the most perverse Dirtiest way. way. And you honestly, the way it's shot, because then, so if you've never seen the film, it opens up on a straight butt panty shot mm-hmm. of Linnea bent over. An ice cream cooler. Yes. Yeah. And it's just dirty. And you feel dirty. And then it pans to the two guys that are watching her. And they're just like, oh. they're, they're, they are kind of represents. Yes. Because <laughs> they're she slavishly says, looking at them. You guys got any balls? You, you guys got, yeah. Do you, uh, do you got any sour balls? Yeah, you got any sour balls? Too bad. I bet you don't get a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> Classic it's Linnea. Like, oh, you dirty girl. <laughs> and the thing that I've always loved about Linnea in, in reference to her and the genre she's she in. She gets it. Yes. She gets it. She knows it. She got it. She sells it. She gets it. She knows exactly she what it. she's playing right. in. Right. She ain't she making knows qualms the part. about it. Nah. nah. From her role as trash to her in this film, nah, she, she gets is, it. 
She's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. She that, owns it. She owns it. That's the that's the power of Linnea. She's yeah. just like fuck it. I'm gonna. There's do the it. reason we talk about her, mm-hmm. and we still talk about yeah. her. Our love for her, and a lot of it is due to the fact that she is. Let's face it. She's kind of the sex pot in a lot of the films mm-hmm. that she's in. But she's good. She's, she's absolutely and she's she's scary. fantastic, and she's scary. So because not yeah, not only does she basically the whole premise of the film is that the freaky kid Angela and her friend Suzanne, uh, Angela played by uh, oh it's, it's uh, Angela Kincaid I believe is her mm-hmm. name, um, and so she's the icon. She's also an iconic character yeah. in the film as well. But she draws all the kids out to this haunted mausoleum because why not well of course of course it is why not and they of course in a, they and on halloween, on right. halloween and that's the other thing this is a great halloween film yes there, there's there's it's i would like to see especially with this theme that we were playing i would like because of that theme it would be perfect for a night of the demons anthology because there's a ra- there's a good wraparound there's a wraparound story in this movie there really is there there's is ra- with the mean old man right there's a wraparound story so this would be perfect for like the and because the theme works on many different levels and layers yeah and that's so, why again and just in terms of the overall score and there's a reason we still have it playing in the background yeah because it builds it off of the elements yeah. from the theme um, as only a really good score can mm-hmm. uh, just if you think of uh, you know Halloween the main mm-hmm. theme and then everything yeah. that's derived from it and built off from it yeah. it works so well and all the elements in the score come back into play in every other aspect of the of the theme you know the main theme the they and, all come back it all unifies and a lot of them are just musical cues for the yeah, most part yeah. as well so some of them like the main theme will last for five minutes some of them are only going to last for 30 or 40 seconds but you still hear the main the little cues mm-hmm. even in the theme so it works really well on that level and the power of the score as mm-hmm. well i think is there are elements in the film when i hear the score i i know exactly what shot we're looking at fuck yeah because you were rocking along too <laughs> i know theater than mine but you're like dun, 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 dun. you're rocking dude it's it's fantastic yeah. there's so many good things to it um now the score itself is great um but then we get everyone gets to the the old the, the house the party that they, they start rocking out uh-huh. and so we get to switch from a great horror score to kind of what uh, basically you would get as, as a soundtrack just in mm-hmm. terms of a rock song right and so the next one we're going to listen to is computer date and it's of worth of note because Lene gets to rock out and dance a little in it which is fantastic so um explain a little bit more about our love of Lene while i switch the record over <laughs> okay without getting too pervy <laughs> right <laughs> Well, I don't know. We're going to have to edit this stuff up for content. No, no. <laughs> she's just a good actress. She knows the role she wants to do, and she plays it well. And you know what? She's still lovely. I went to um, a convention one time, and she was there, and I met her, and I was like, hello, Miss Linnea. And I was like, do you know that time you were in the movie? It was it was pretty bad. But uh, I told her the story about like how awkward it was to see her. I told her she was my first pair of VHS boobs and she goes oh yeah which movie and i said night of the creep she goes did it mess you up and night I'm of like, the demons and night of the demons and she goes did it mess you up and i go yeah it messed me up <laughs> she goes yeah she goes yeah that whole lipstick thing she goes that prosthetic it was so weird it was so weird to do but fun and i'm like i bet i look like you're having a ball so <laughs> and you have to imagine you were not the first to admit that to her <laughs> she goes oh you're so sweet and she signed like you know cd the yellow she said something they said something crazy like hello boys or got any sour balls or something like love linnea like and then like vhs you know <laughs> that's perfect and i should yeah. should note that the lenaris uh edition i have is the sour balls edition so my <laughs> vinyl is covered like sour balls which is kind of fantastic you do have sour balls so the next song the little track we're gonna listen to is computer date um and it's kind of got a thin 
Thin Lizzy element to it, especially to the chorus. Are like, you ready for this? <laughs> okay, no, no. Doesn't have that vibe to it, thank God, because that could have turned this film into something entirely different. So we're going to take a listen to Computer Date, and again, we'll listen to the entirety of it. If we have some thoughts, we'll share with it. Beloved, we're gathered here to celebrate a thing called life. <laughs> that had some echoey. That was oh, good. no, I'm that sure was that was good. good. Sorry, guys, it's hard to tell on the Sour Balls edition. <laughs> this is in general. Totally rad song, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love how every '80s movie had to have a good party song. If, if well, if it was, it wasn't an '80s movie without a good, a good party. Parties, yeah, 
And this is a good party song, you know, whether <laughs> yeah, or not. It is. Yeah, well, it is. I like, I like that song. I don't know if it's because I think it kind of has a Thin Lizzy vibe to it. Uh-huh. But it's just something that's got that nice little ooh, ah, sing along, you know. Yeah. That, I love things like that. So that's kind of a, a little bit of the element and of the of the soundtrack. But there's another song after that that's also kind of very metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's actually some great. Uh, there's an Exodus sticker for Bonded by Blood, which is just this amazing thrash album. But it's actually on Stooges' car, and it gets a <laughs> lot Stooge-mobile. of it gets a lot of screen time in this film as well, which is awesome for me because I'm like <laughs> Exodus, Bonded by Blood, yeah. <laughs> but we've got one more music cue that I want to listen to, but it, we won't get into it for about another ten minutes. So I'm going to let it play on in the background here. So, um, in terms of other elements of Night of the Demons, you know, what are other things that stick out for you? Well, I love the transformation scenes, um, the chase scenes, the camera angles. Just some of the things when these when you're scared, they just that some of the angles. What part when they're coming out of the furnace? Yes, that's horrific. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. And then speaking until we get to the score and the stings, um, it's always a good sign when the music is effective and trying to scare you because right, right off mic, we had a very interesting occurrence. <laughs> so we're, we're like, he's like, hey, okay, well, I'm going to get him the, the cues ready. Let me see. And he's putting it in play and then you hear like, we looked at each other because we heard it sounded like a faint female voice. Uh huh. And we looked at each other because I couldn't tell if it came from the record or if it was something else right and we both had that moment of recognition like did you hear that yeah <laughs> yeah really. and we both looked at each other like what the fuck right and we're like is it in the record i don't know let's play it again so we played it again so play it again and then <laughs> and i'm sitting there like looking waiting and he's and, and he goes a little bit further back and the music stings goes and I'm like, ah! like <laughs> so genius was so involved <laughs> I was just like the, with the tension from the film. Yeah, it was too. it was it was listening for the music you already had to be like oh never underestimate the power of a good score whether it's in a film or in real life to inspire fear and tension Mm -hmm. and that's something that i love about this score is that it's legitimately a scary score yeah you know there are some of those that still even out of context it's still scary no hell that was the perfect context (laughs) that's true i think at its heart this film can be kind of tied as a heavy metal horror movie and maybe the weakest of sense just in terms of elements of the soundtrack yeah and stooge of course stooge yeah actually which was awesome cosplay by the way that i don't do that often no but it was great you had the mull of the pig everything i I tried to go yeah it's i mean i'm not at the level of some of the cosplayers out there (laughs) i'm very low rent stooge i was like stooge with the lowercase s on that um that's another thing that works well with this film is the cast of characters mm-hmm. that you actually spend a little bit of time with them before the hell is unleashed and you talked about it already but the camera angles in this film let's face it a lot of people call this an evil dead ripoff because of that but at the same time it does it in its own different way you know it, well i mean it's a lot of it is like when they're calling forth the demons the demons are kind of thrust upon the world it let's maybe it's an homage to it yeah because i'm sure it existed long before the evil dead but the evil dead kind of made it of its own mm-hmm. but hey if you're gonna steal steal from the best absolutely make it your own right so i like that element to it because it does make it a little bit it cuts itself apart. It sets itself apart from some of Not the... Not a normal, just like, raw monster right. movie. Yeah. Because that's the thing as well. I'm going to stop saying that's the thing. Um, <laughs> a lot of these films back in the day, they were cheaper to make. 
And so studios would just pump them out, and especially some of the more independent ones. And so they could get away with a lot of things. Um, but one of the things that sets right, sets this film apart, I think, is the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, as cheesy as it is, and let's face it, this is a very campy movie. But they're fun archetypes. They really are. You know, it's a fun movie. At the, at the heart of the movie, it's fun, and the characters are fun. There's some you want to see die. There's some you want to see everybody goes the way you want them to go. And it also goes Weird against... titty thing and all, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve Johnson. It also goes against stereotypes because Roger is the one. He is one of our lone African-American characters, but he's the one that immediately realizes like, shit's going down. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. He is the voice. Of, he's he's me. the voice of reason. He's me. And he survives. And he survives. <laughs> yes, he does. He's the one who's like, nope, you guys have fun. Go investigate that noise by yourself. I'm out of here. I, and, and he survives. And if so. you've ever heard my harrowing tales of not so much heroism, where I would abandon my friends, again, I immediately was like with Roger going, yeah, pirate, yeah, pirate or not, I'm, <laughs> I'm with them. I, I can understand that. Um, Stooge is also great. And then um, Angela. Yeah. You know, this is a this film technically is is a franchise. Yes, there, yes it is. There are Remakes two, and all. Two sequels and a remake. Uh-huh. Uh, the sequel, you know who directed the sequel? Hmm. Brian Trenchard-Smith. What? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Rewatch the sequel. Okay. It's it's actually a lot of fun. Now, in no way do I think it compares to the original. Right, right, right. But in terms of just something that is can be Is it more enjoyed, comedic or what? There's actually, it kind of has a balance because it is Smith. Um, and he's mm-hmm. obviously, if you've ever listened to Nerds and Nostalgia, you know we love Brian right. Trenchard Smith, um, Stunt Rock, um, Man from Hong Kong, Dead and Driving on the Horror, Apocalyptic Side. Yeah. Um, he's got a wide range of films. Um, but yeah, he directed that one. And the third one, I'm not sure who did it, but I know the, uh, the remake. It's had Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, and actually the people that did it also, I... I know they were involved with Tales of Halloween, I believe. Oh, maybe they're part of the October Society. The October Society, possibly. Which means I really need to rewatch the remake, Mm because I'll be honest, I never saw it. I saw it. Did you? But it was during the day. I was by myself. It was hot, you know, so... Oh, was it another, like, get out of the hot, the the heat into the theater? No, no, it was on Netflix, and it was just like, yeah. So I wasn't, like, you know... But I'd, ha- I'd have to give it another chance. But I saw it because of Shannon. Was playing, you're gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Yeah, there's there's a time I would seek those films out because of her appearance lie. in American Pie. Oh yes, unfortunately, I was shallow enough to follow uh, that around there. Um, one of the things that's really nice about not only this Lunaris Records uh, release is Scream Factory also put out a, a hell of a Blu-ray DVD combo. Um, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, the Redshirt Pictures, and the people that put the behind-the-scenes featurettes together Mm -hmm. just the love and care that goes into this because these are films that it does have a cult audience but it's not necessarily the largest audience no but it looks like it's a lot of fun and i bet what was going on back there was fun too i mean some movies you can tell like this one i think everybody was like we're we're gonna make this kind of movie let's just have a good time it really shows Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's necessarily that you identify with each of the individual characters whether (laughs) you know you represent you identify archetype or what have you but there is there's some pathos involved with them, and again, this is a very campy movie. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough, you know, because some of the acting itself is kind of cheesy. Right. Basically, you have like not stereotypes, but archetypes. Mm-hmm. So you have like the jock, mm-hmm. and you have the the, the innocent, the, the innocent virgin. one. Then you have like the, I love you even the get the big... annoying little bo- uh, little brother. Yeah. And his few appearances there. Mm-hmm. He, it's very, this is very much an '80s film, right? Which I love. 
I think it embraces though all the everything I love about horror in the eighties. Yeah, it encapsulates it all. It's like yeah. this is how it did it. This is let's do it like this. And this was a film I would see a lot on USA Up All Night. Mm-hmm. Always the edited version. Yes, that's just yeah. it. So I think actually the first time I ever saw this was on USA Up All Night, and uh-huh. it was one of those where Linnea was helping out and hosting. So they would do it was like this and um, Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowl Rama. Right. Yep, 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 so you're yep, just yep. great double features of Linnea, and I'm like, I love these films. And then it wasn't until VHS and the home video scene, and I mentioned before, if you've ever listened to Nerds of Nostalgia, I grew up in Stanley, Kansas, and we had a little mom and pop. A VHS store that my cousin worked at. So you had everything. I had my fill of everything, but <laughs> it, it took me a while to get to that. And then when I finally saw it unedited, my mind was blown <laughs> because of the scene, as you stated, in terms of your intro, just mm-hmm. how crazy that is. Out of nowhere. A- absolutely out of nowhere. Almost like a, oh, you like that? You guys, you got your little boners you out there? Yeah. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> because we're about to really mess you up on that. Sucks to be you, nerd. <laughs> just like, oh, man. And Linnea, God bless her, also later in the film... You can count on it mm-hmm. full frontal, and and again, I know that sounds pervy, but you know that's what this is doing. one of those things that you. It was the added bonus, if you will, of the horror movie. I hate that. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but when you are <laughs> when you're you know an but eleven, yeah, twelve year old day. boy, that's what you sought out. Mm-hmm. So not only were you getting these great scares, great, but great gore, gore, yeah, the gore was top notch in this too. There's man. the scene where Suzanne pokes that guy's eyes out. Stop mm-hmm. looking at me. <laughs> holy god this is a mean little kill film Mm -hmm. Uh, the burns that go on in there like everyone everyone is smoldering at the end yeah like angela herself when she's in full transformation mode frightening she's scary she is a definite monster it's just like wow you're like oh shit if i knew it was gonna be this kind of party Oh no, no! She's... Would, you, would you argue that she is in the horror icon realm? I would think so because if you because if you saw like a little figurine of it, you know who it would be. You know, you're like, it's are there any figurines of her out there? Probably some fan made ones. I don't know if Ann McFarlane anything official. Yeah, like nothing I know. Of. Well, you know, you know, we obviously, you know, we promote a lot of the um, female horror folks oh, yeah. in, the, in the field. So I'd love to see something like that because I think she is very iconic. Oh yeah, she carries a franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh, most of, definitely by the cover art alone. Yes, you know what you're in. Yeah, for. Yeah, by the cover art alone. They're like, get ready to party. <laughs> All right, like- so <laughs> we're gonna do one more music cue here, and this is actually gonna be on side C. Um, this is one of those that's more along the lines of the driving force when someone's being chased. Mm-hmm. And this is what I always identify this part with the film. Because so, this can make or break a movie. Yeah, very much yeah. so. And for me, it makes it. So enjoy this one. We'll get back to you.
we all jumped a little. Damn, my heart's racing. I'm just sitting down. It's punishing, is it not? It's game over. You put up a good fight, but... Yeah. No, that was good. That's a good, like... Because it spills... It does. Very well. Like, you had, like you're looking in the... You can see the old beat up hallways and the dilapidated rooms you know you can you can feel like the hot heat from the moi- from the furnace room and then like and then you hear like oh shit something's chasing me you can feel it you can and see just it. when you get relaxed that's when they get the bang yeah there's so much to like with this score with this whole release i'm so glad they did it number mm-hmm. 1 because this was a hard to find item just in terms of get on any kind of media number one um and then when i heard them that they were putting this out i was super excited because i was oh my god there are other people out there that actually like this score and mm-hmm. like what um dennis michael tenney did with it and that's the, i'm glad that it's getting the appreciation uh the artwork on it is yes. phenomenal yes it's so good and it actually also comes with the little invitation where you know angela <laughs> you know, invited my party. party it's great yeah and then nice. so you get nice liner notes um and the other thing that's pretty rad with this one as well is, number one, you get the lyrics to Computer Date, which is kind of great. Um, and then it comes also with a little behind-the-scenes footage. Oh, look at that. Look and, at all the pictures. Right. And it's what you came to expect with physical media. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we really do try to promote on Nightmare Junket and Nerds of Nostalgia is get out there, purchase these things. Yeah. There is there is value to something that is physical, something mm-hmm. you can touch that is Almost not definitely digital. Almost and you can look at you can yeah and there's just there's more return on investment with it because you do get the awesome artwork in fact i was able to replace a wall of cans <laughs> with now basically it's a wall of records and they're all from lunaris Waxworks, uh waxworks uh mondo yeah uh death waltz these great companies that are putting out these great scores but also providing this amazing artwork with it. In fact, there's one on there. <laughs> I had to take, take a look and see. Yeah, the genius over there. I've got one for uh, for Chud, which is great. Uh, I've actually got one for Halloween. Right. And so, you know, we're... But it's beautiful. Oh, I they're mean, fantastic. Yeah. They're fantastic. So not only do they sound great, they look great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's value in that, and that's something we want to promote with that. Whether So get out there, make sure. And a lot of them... They're smart enough that they'll provide you with like a digital download code. Yeah. So you can then take it with you. To see on the go. <laughs> which is, which that to me is the right. thing I love when they do because you still get the physical media, but you can take it with you. Because let's face it, everything is on the fo- on your phones right now. And if yeah. you're separated from it, then God 
forbid, you know, that happens. Sometimes you just want to drive with the windows down, blasted some, like, the theme from Night of the Demons. And yeah. which, honestly, you know... It works. It, it works. You'll roll it up works. to someone, and they'll look at you, and they'll probably be petrified. <laughs> <laughs> but let's face it, these things, they're litmus tests. That's, what's, that's, that's what, what it's make, about. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's all about. Uh, so final thoughts, then, on Night of the Demons? <laughs> um, let's put all the lipstick away. <laughs> that's, oh, I should note that the very first uh, horror marathon we did at Tapcade yep. last October, <laughs> uh, we had the chance, we were able to screen three films. We did this cool little mini horror marathon. It was a lot of fun. And we did the, we had a theme mm-hmm. of demons. Yep. And so all three films had demons. Did some way or another, had, uh, whether it's in the name, you know, whether they're, they show yeah, up. They're all in the name, too. Yeah. They were all in the yeah. name. And so we opened up with the movie Demons, uh-huh. which was fantastic. Yep. Which is another, we should, that's another one we should do a uh, what's the score with, because that soundtrack is amazing. It's all metal. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's amazingly metal. But that was a really cool experience, because that was a film guaranteed isn't not a one lot of people have seen you know night of the demons yeah. is a cult film demons is kind of the next level right and so that was a great experience and then we screened it's night of the demons which was phenomenal and mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. great crowd reaction but the little gift bags that we put out <laughs> little lipstick we did put little lipstick little containers in there because <laughs> we are if anything classy <laughs> it's a classy affair real high class stuff again we try to give at least if you come to the to the something fun yes if you're going to watch a fun movie might as well have a fun time you and know just so you know you're in good hands and then we actually ended the evening with uh tales from the crypt demon, demon night, night mm-hmm. which Another film criminally underrated. One of my favorites. I love that movie. And you want to talk about another Scream Factory release that's phenomenal is the one on uh, Tales, uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, mm-hmm. which honestly, that also deserves its own episode. Yeah, it does. That's an amazing genre film with amazing genre actors. What's the soundtrack? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff in there as well. Um, but obviously, guys, support the physical media that's out there. Uh, thank you, Linaris Records, for this fantastic release, Night of the Demons. Guys, get it. I believe it is also so on CD, if you don't like vinyl, that's cool as well. But let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, hit us up on the socials. Um, yeah, Nightmare Junk. Nightmare on Twitter. Junk on Twitter. You know, we're on Facebook. You can find us. We're Nightmare Junkhead. Yeah. What What else should we do? What else should we yeah. listen to? Like, you know, like, hey, if you guys like this, maybe you should check this out. And, and I will say, we do have a Phantasm on the way, mm-hmm. and definitely a Halloween Three on the way, <laughs> because that's. <laughs> Arguably, that might be my favorite Carpenter score, and we'll see on that. So, <laughs> just get ready for that to be in your head, and then we'll just we'll start the countdown. Apparently, mm-hmm. so you know how many it's more weeks. Time. It's almost time. Get your masks, kids. <laughs> so, until next time, guys. This is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>